0: Welcome to Looking for Love. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I'm here with Mark Phelan. Hello,
1: hey. doctor. How you hey, doing? Mark.
0: I'm good. Today, we're talking about obstacles to love, what stops us from finding love, from keeping love, and this is a really important topic. But before we start talking about that, I want to talk about a study that I read about how long good sex is supposed to last. Now, when I first read that title, the first thing that came into my mind was how how long or to what age in our life do we experience good sex? But that's not what they mean. What do you think of when you think of how long how should good...
1: Go, what if it's bad sex? Is there <laughs> such a thing? <laughs> in my book, no.
0: There is such a thing as bad sex. Oh, my God, well, there's such there, a there, thing.
1: You talk to most guys. <laughs> <laughs> sex, oh, it's great.
0: No, trust me. No, I, I, I'm I'm sure I, I've if been you, on both ends. If you get really honest about too. it, yeah. When you're in a long-term relationship and you're with somebody who is who's sort of going through the motions, mm-hmm. and this is I hear this from men all the time, Literally. and they're with a partner who doesn't really want to be there, yeah, maybe it's good for a moment or two. Right. But ultimately, it is not enjoyable. I should
1: preface that. Talk to a teenage boy.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Teenage boy, we'll give you that. What the study says and what this article is talking about is how long should, a, we'll say, a session of intercourse, how long should that last? Because sex, a lot of people when they think of sex, they think of intercourse. But sex is as we know so much more than that. So there's a difference between, you know, how long should a sexual session last? Like how long do you want to be experiencing? Is you that know?
1: including foreplay?
0: Yeah, so sexual activity, okay. that that's the way I would think of. So when sure. I think of sex, I think of that includes the whole sexual play and we can call it foreplay or the things that you do that are not just intercourse. You know, it could be oral sex, it could be manual sex, it could be just some heavy making out. A little dry humping. It's all sexual, but they're talking about intercourse. So there's two different things. I do think that there is a time and a place for a quickie, you know, just like there's a time and a place for junk food. We don't want to yeah. have our diet on it, but the I mean, it can be the carpool lane to sex. There you go. Or to pleasure. It can be an, an okay thing. I think if it's going to be every time you have sex, it has to be a, a big number. Mm-hmm. Well, then a lot of people sort of avoid doing that because who has the time? Mm. I mean, or
1: if you create a, such an atmosphere, the expectation is just staggering.
0: Yeah, it's true. And so you so you have to create, a, we'll say, a positive sexual experience. So there's a difference between, again, the whole sexual experience as opposed to the intercourse. Intercourse, you know, a lot of people, men especially really believe that it's supposed to last a long time. And I see a lot of men that come to see me, men in their 20s even, who are concerned because they're coming too quickly, or the way that they would describe it is that they have premature ejaculation, which is such a horrible term.
1: Access to too much porno.
0: Right, yeah, because in the the porn movies, the guys are lasting forever, and the women are loving it. But According to this survey, and I would agree, intercourse, ideally, we're going to say really between five and ten minutes is ideal. So that's a really, I think, great thing. But the truth is, is when you come, you come. So if a guy comes in one minute... That doesn't mean that the whole sexual experience or pleasure needs to end. The longer that we can devote the time to being sexual and experiencing pleasure with a partner is a wonderful thing. But I, I like this because it did talk about, again, what we believe sex is supposed to be and how long it's supposed to last and how that really can interfere with our sexual pleasure, which it does. If we're thinking, oh, I need to come or I can't come or, you know, all of these limitations and false beliefs that we put on ourselves while we're having sex rather than just enjoying the experience, guess what? We don't enjoy the experience. Exactly. So that's why I thought it was a good, a good thing to talk about. And it also really ties into our topic of the day, which is obstacles to love. So there's obstacles to love, just like there's obstacles to sex. And being in your head is probably one of the biggest ones. Who
1: wants stress? The last thing you want is to equate the word stress with sex. Oh my god! I got to do this right. Oh, I gotta yeah, or
0: hard. even I gotta love. I mean, even in a relationship. Oh, absolutely. You know, so if you're in your head and you're and you're living in that place of fear that we talked about in our last episode, which is again the opposite of love, it's also the opposite of confidence. You're not going to attract love, right? So, I mean, when you think about it. What qualities do you think of as attractive? In other words, what characteristics or qualities of a person draw you towards them as opposed to pulling you away?
1: Besides major league yabos?
0: Well, yeah, that 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 is a given, right? Yes. Definitely, and I'm not going to minimize the importance of physical attraction. Mm-hmm. Physical attraction is important. We don't want it to be the only important thing, but it is important. But I'm talking about separately from the big bunga-bungs or whatever you call them. Boobies. <laughs>
1: We, uh, it's ironic is, is because the superficial, is the skin level, the, what you visually see for the first time, that's the attraction. But you want to have something go deep. And that's inner core of a person's whole humanity is what you're going to be really loving.
0: Right. So tell me, what are those qualities for you?
1: Someone who's uh, caring and sweet and will laugh at stupid jokes. Uh, someone who cares about the other person legitimately. I remember being driving on the freeway, hearing about a terrible wreck, and I thought, "Oh, is my significant other having to deal with that traffic?" Okay, good. That thought went into my head, and that made me feel good that I thought about that person in that environment.
0: So, when when somebody acts in a thoughtful way exactly. or a compassionate way, yeah, and when they when they laugh at your jokes, even if they're not funny, maybe even especially, <laughs> so, yeah. And so, what does it take? It, it, it's interesting. I just it just reminds me. This morning, I was on the elevator and I got off of the elevator and you know how it is when you're sort of in your own world and when you get off the elevator when it stops you don't actually expect somebody to be there but there Mm -hmm. it was as I get off the elevator there's this person like staring me in the face this woman and and, you know I just kind of giggled and I'm like oh sorry I didn't even realize where I was and she just like she was so you could just see it in her demeanor like closed and she went Excuse me. And then she walked past me. And I thought, oh my God, how we are and how we experience the world. In other words, when we can be open and loving, it projects to other people. That's
1: the first word that popped into my head the projection.
0: Yeah. The aura
1: of pure, uptight cranky-ass biatch.
0: Right? So that woman, I just thought, oh my God. It's like, Netflix. I just wanted to get away mm-hmm. from her. There was nothing engaging, attractive. I don't even care how she looked. Exactly. But there was just this, oh, it just was a horrible, cold feeling. And a lot of times... We don't even realize it, but we project that out to the world. So confidence, we can talk about confidence, how important that is. But again, we're talking about the obstacles. So look, we're all insecure. I mean, let's just get real here. We are all as human Mm -hmm. beings at some deep core level. Fearful, that we're not, you know, fill in the blank, that we're not enough, uh, that we're not young enough, that we're not pretty enough, that we're not handsome enough, not rich enough, right? That All of these things, and when we're living in that space and focusing on those things, it does prevent us. Those are obstacles, those thoughts, those insecurities. When we're living in that place, we are not going to, well, first of all, not only we're not going to attract a loving partner, but we're not even going to act in ways to find that partner because we're living in fear that we're not going to find them because who would want us? So it is really a huge obstacle. The things that we're focusing on, living in that place of fear that's, I think, one of, the, one of the biggest obstacles to finding love. I and mean, what do you have to say about that?
1: I think it's just important to be able to know that if you're having a bad day, just, okay, you can take a deep breath. You do not want to project it outward because you will repel the people that could eventually become closer to you. But you also got to be aware they could be feeling the same thing. So you got to be open enough and considerate enough to know they're just having a bad day. Don't take it personal.
0: Yeah, and that's especially true when you are in a relationship. You know, when your partner is, we'll just say not their best self, just like you said, we're not always our best self either. And when, when that, you spin it out of control and you start making up all kinds of things and you find yourself in that, that black hole of negativity and fear. So again, we always feel fear. We all feel insecurities. The goal is not to not feel those things. It's to be aware when you are, to understand it, you know, with total, total compassion for yourself and for others. And to be able to step out of that. And really what's the quick way and quick, not necessarily easy way to step out of it is to go to a place of love, you know, to focus on the positive things so that is a huge obstacle, kind of getting stuck. We'll say getting stuck, getting stuck in that place of fear, of insecurity, of things that you make up in your head about what other people think or want, or being so concerned about that. Being the choosy rather than the chooser. When you're focusing on, oh, I got to be this or act this way or say this or do this so this person will find me attractive or interesting, then we we lose focus. We're not ourselves. And it actually is unattractive. No. So that is a huge obstacle, trying to trying to be something or focusing on what the other person wants. So focusing on what you want, learning about another person, being open and having an open heart in that way, and just being yourself, that's always the way to go. Well,
1: it's also kind of referencing your book about choices. You're making a choice. A it's decision. like sitting in, especially in Los Angeles, you can sit in traffic and bitch and moan and scream and yell, and you're not still not going to go anywhere. You could put on some music and just relax going, I'll get there when I get there. Just chill.
0: Right. So it's what you focus on, which is, yeah, that's a choice. And, you know, we can make choices moment by moment, you know, really not just day by day, not just month by month, year by year. But like second by second, we make choices all of the time. And to make conscious choices. That's what we're talking about, to make conscious choices. So you might be aware that you're feeling Insecure, or that you're feeling scared, and when you're aware of that, then you can make a conscious choice of how you can actually act. Mm-hmm. Something that goes into that, and we're going to actually be talking about this in a couple of weeks. The law of attraction, and the law of attraction from I think there's actually a scientific component. A lot of people think of it as sort of spiritual airy fairy, and yeah, there's a little bit of that. But to me, I think that's that could be a good thing. But there's also some some solid scientific stuff to it, and it really is a lot about the cognitive wheel. And we will be talking about that, just a a little blip of what that means is that our thoughts will affect our actions and our feelings. And our actions will also affect our thoughts. And our feelings, so it's all tied in together. So we can make conscious choices and change our behavior and have different outcomes. So we are going to be talking about that in a couple of weeks. Uh, but I want to talk about another obstacle, which is a huge one, huge for so many people that stops them from from finding love, and it's also certainly can get in the way of when you're in a relationship too, but that is basically not being emotionally available. So if you're not emotionally available, and for most people, it might be emotional baggage from other relationships, maybe you're still feeling angry or, you know, resentful or scared because the last person you were with or people you've been with have broken your heart, have caused you pain. And if you are still in that place of anger, of resentment, in other words, you're Walls are up. Your heart is not open. You will not attract love. And even if you find love, you're not going to be able to keep it if you stay there too long. So that is a huge obstacle in finding and keeping love.
1: Well, it's also you think of how many times we've said it or had said to us, "Oh, just because you're having a bad day, don't take it out on me. Don't vent to someone and think that that's a way of just releasing this negative emotion and think the other person is going to just let." It fall off their back. you got to understand that every word can be hurtful.
0: Absolutely. And that brings us back to what we talked about in our last episode, what is love? And it is never okay, really, to talk down to uh, or or yell at or treat your partner in any demeaning way. It's a perfect word. You know, to be critical, to be demeaning, to be abusive, because that's what it is. That's not love. And so if you are doing that which means that you have some individual growth, then you're not going to be able to attract the kind of love that you want. You know, I I see it all the time. People are complaining because they don't have the partner that they want. And the truth is, when they take a look at themselves, are you the partner that you would want? Are you acting in a loving way that would attract somebody who also is able to give in that way? So we really need to look at ourselves in that way. So if you find yourself being in that place of of anger or unemotionally available because of past heartbreak, then you really do need to work on healing and forgiving. And forgiving, you know, is always about our our own happiness. It's not about giving the other person permission or letting them off the hook. It really is about our own well-being. And it's a really important step if you want to be in a relationship to be able to work through all that. And until you do that, you're not going to be able to have the relationship that you really want. It's
1: almost like if you're learning a sport and you get a coach and then you get upset because the coach is trying to teach you how to hit the ball or how to stand or how to catch. And you're taking that personally. Say, like, no, no, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to give you the skills to get better and better, but you're resisting. And now you're complaining about it. Okay. Now you, you, it's counterproductive. You're not going to learn anything, but now the coach is going to be turned off to even wanting to help you. So you walk out of the gym and you're going, oh, that was great. What did I accomplish?
0: Right. And it's really difficult to acknowledge things that you want to work on and ways that you can grow if you're not healthy. Right. And you get healthy by acknowledging them. We're, we all have things that we can improve about ourselves and in our life. And when we recognize that and we can move forward in that way, it's a really good thing. Another thing that obstacle that gets in the way, it's sort of on the same line of not being emotionally available is when we idealize a past partner. So we idealize them, you know, they broke our heart, we loved them, they didn't love us back, unrequited love, right? And, you know, there's no room for anyone else when you have that in your heart. And that is a big problem for a lot of people. They can only focus on either the beginning of the relationship when they thought it was all wonderful and perfect, you know, as we do at the beginning, because there's so much room for us to make stuff up. Okay. Or the fantasy of what we imagined Rainbows it was going to be. and
1: unicorns. It's just wonderful.
0: And it is. I always say enjoy it. Uh, but, you mm-hmm. know, because it is, it's a wonderful thing. But again, it gives us all kinds of room to kind of make up our own story and fill in the blanks for the perfect mate and the perfect relationship. And then we have fantasies about what it's going to be and how we're going to spend our lives together. And when that ends, it feels like we've lost something really big. There oh. is loss. There is loss. And some of it is actually what the relationship was because there are always good things. You don't fall in love with somebody who's horrible and you didn't have wonderful you know, experiences or feelings around it. But the loss mostly is about kind of the fantasy of what you thought it was going to be. So that does happen. But you need to be able to get real about that and move through it so you can have room for someone else in your heart.
1: And especially, you know, don't continue the fantasy in your own mind because it may have been one-sided. If you've run into this person or someone else talks to that person, they go, we went out twice.
0: Well, yeah, and if they left you and they didn't want to be with you, It was one-sided. And so while you thought this person was so great, the truth is they weren't loving you. And if they weren't loving you, you know, again, we can go to, well, what's wrong with me? Oh, I'm, you know, too fat. I'm too old. I'm whatever. Uh, when we do that, we feel worse about ourselves, but it has nothing to do with you. It's that you weren't the right person for this person for whatever reason. And more importantly, this person isn't right for you because you want somebody who's going to cherish you and love you the way that you love them. And if they don't, then you need to move on because you don't want somebody in your life who isn't loving you.
1: Well, isn't the, uh, the intangible of timing? I've always thought, yeah, you see a couple walking look like they're just as happy, so content and loving every minute of that. How do they meet? How are they in a, an emotionally available time where... He was there. She was there. They managed to click at that one little click of time Mm -hmm. where they could both walk down that aisle together.
0: Timing is everything. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: Because a week before, maybe a week after, they've moved on to another person. They got a new job. All those things. And you said,
0: how did they meet? Well, and speaking of that, timing is great, but you have to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have the perfect person walk in your life, but if your heart isn't open, then you're not going to experience that. Or if you're waiting for the person to come to you magically and you're not doing anything to put any energy out there, you're not going to find love either. You know, let's talk about, and I think this also goes into another, another obstacle, which is our beliefs. So if we believe that, uh, you know, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen uh, without having to put forth any effort. Oh, if he or she really loved me, they would know, uh, you know, there's there's so many things. Oh, also the belief that, oh, well, yeah, love love doesn't really exist. It fades. Or if once we get married it's all done, everything, we should just live happily ever after and not feeling like we have to nurture that. And the reason why is because when it starts to feel not so exciting or not so great, we might have a belief, well, yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's what we've always been told. Once you get married and you get older and you spend enough time with somebody, it's not exciting anymore. You don't feel like having sex anymore. So if we believe that, that's what we're going to actually create in our lives. So our beliefs can be big obstacles to having the kind of love that we want in our lives as well.
1: And how about if we have those ironclad etched in stone, deal breakers. If he's not this, he's not that. He's not this, he's not that. Then I don't want nothing to do with it. It's like, well, wait a minute. How about one out of three?
0: Right. I actually do think there there are deal breakers. We sure. just have to be really clear about what they are. There is no perfect person. A great exercise is to make a list of all of the positive qualities you want in a person. And if you want to put physical ones there, or they need to be over, you know, six feet tall or they need to make so much money, you know, go for it. It's your list. You get to be as specific as you want. But within that list, as you look at it, there's a couple of things you can do. One, for every five positive qualities, put down a negative one. Right, that you're which, allowing. That you're allowing, right? Why? Because it's worth it. There has They're to human be human beings. There has to be some some payoff. And as Dan Savage says, the cost of admission, which I love, because we do need to, mm-hmm. but we don't want to be paying the cost of admission if the show isn't worthwhile, right? And We need to have the show be worthwhile. Because look at it. it there it does take work and there are some things that we you know that we can let go of so as you look at this long list look at you know putting in a negative one for every for every five positive and then look at the list again and say okay are there any here that i can cross off that aren't real deal breakers. Uh, so these are things that you can do just to get clearer about what's important to you. So look, at there's so many obstacles. Again, we talk about these things not necessarily to give you all of the answers. I don't have all of the answers. I know some things, but the most important thing is that you start thinking about these things and figuring out your answers. Get clear for yourself What are your obstacles? And that's actually going to be our action step for this week. The action step for this week is to take a personal inventory and acknowledge the thoughts, actions, and beliefs that are getting in your way of love, whether it's finding it, nurturing it, or keeping it. The action step is something designed for you that I'm going to be giving you at the end of every episode so you can practice the things that you're learning so they can actually have an impact in your life. Because just knowing it doesn't do it. It's not enough. You have to do some things to make these changes. So again, acknowledge those thoughts, actions, and beliefs that are getting in the way of love and think about ways that you can change those. So that's my action step for you. And next week, we're going to be talking about films one of mark's and mine favorite love topics yeah what can you learn about love maybe even sex in movies we're going to be talking about five not necessarily our top 5 because we we're talking about this and there's so many to choose from because we both love watching films and we have many many that that we were talking about with great pleasure so we're going to be talking about five in next week's show I think you'll find it interesting and if you have any films that you know sound interesting to you that you really connect to when it comes to love sex relationships definitely send them to me you can send it to me at laurie at com. and again you can go to my website at com. you can, can also connect to my email address through my website which might be easier and please subscribe to our show on iTunes if you're liking us we'd appreciate that And thank you for listening. Outstanding. Bye, everyone.